What we've got here is failure to communicate. Freedom. Freedom? Well, sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. <laughs> sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike Paul. This is your overlord, Dr. Anthony Fauci, featuring the COVID regime. And this time, we're going to get commie, commie. Kami, Kami, Kami. Everybody wear your mask. Where, 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 wear your mask. Where, 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 wear your mask. All right, now we're going to do a basic step here. One mask this time. Right wing, let's mask. Left wing, let's mask. Do the fouch real smooth. Lock it down. One mask this time. Two masks, let's go. Right wing two masks. Left wing two masks. Panda to the left. Panda to the right. Flip flop. Freeze. Jab this needle in your arm. That that is yeah, that's uh, genius, and that's just the rough cut you threw that together before we started. So that could definitely be polished. So, yeah, it took about eight minutes, and I don't claim to be a, a singer or a musician, but the idea hit me because Nick and I, while speaking to Vin Armani a couple episodes back, um, had a kind of a uh, breakthrough moment where we're like, wow, the, you know, the cha-cha slide was a basically a psyop. psyop that uh, breaks the will of free-thinking young men and makes them uh, obedient order, order followers, and uh, they implement it when you're in middle school, and I was like, dude. Fauci's just cha-cha sliding the whole nation. He's just he's just sliding everyone. That's all he's doing. He's just with emphasis on the flip flop. Those goalposts, those goalposts have wheels. They're moving so much. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, the idea hit me, and I was like, I gotta just, yeah, it's gonna go full send. So you know, the hardest part about it though, didn't take very long, obviously, because I, I don't have any uh, capabilities with uh, singing or anything. So obviously, it was very rough, but. The hardest part was how many times I had to listen to the real cha-cha slide to, to figure out the timing oh. and the lyrics. I would oh, have PTSD. Brutal. Every time it happens, <laughs> if I'm at a wedding and the cha-cha slide comes on, I, I don't run out, but I walk at a brisk pace. I get the fuck out of there if I hear the cha-cha mm-hmm. slide. It just makes me <sighs> – it, it conjures PTSD. And uh, in terms of Fauci, I mean – yeah, it's per it's a perfect thing because it is. It's breaking the will of, of uh people to follow orders and it's it's complete nonsense and that's what Fauci's all about. He's a goblin. It's a he's rough a troll. Guy. I hate him. <laughs> hey, no, no, he's a great man. He's a great man, Tyler, and I love science. <laughs> the science. I, I fucking love science. So the whole science yeah. thing, you know, it's it's so interesting because it's basically like I feel like they hijacked science, you know, probably in the '60s, and then it got more and more crazy as global warming came in in the '90s. But it's like they kind of picked science as if it was like, you know, they were a dodgeball team, and they're like, "No, we got science. He's on our team." And you guys are like these wacky rube religious people that have a guy in the clouds that makes everything, and we believe in, you know, proving things with science and facts and things that we can objectively, you know, prove to be real. So they act like. Everyone else, just if you're like a Christian or something, you are just some sort of backwards hillbilly. And we have science because we go to college, we live in big cities, and we're highly educated. Um, but now science is basically just whatever's whatever way the wind's blowing. This you know today, like what's what science says today is not going to say tomorrow in this current climate. Speaking of science, in those. Those rat bastards at the FDA, the same rat bastards that approved those vaccines, which, as Robbie the Fire stated, are killing all the women. Um, I, I got something I need to get off my chest here. It's, I'm very upset. I'm very upset. I warned you guys ahead of time I had a rant. So the FDA 
has readied a plan to ban menthol cigarettes nationwide. Now, I do not smoke cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes. And I, speaking from previous years of experience, menthol cigarettes are a nice little dessert. They're a nice little treat. They're not marketed to kids. They're just a nice little treat, a refreshing, smoky treat. And if you smoke menthols and they ban them, you're going to have to basically, you ever smoke a Marlboro Light after a menthol? They taste like shit. So what I'm saying here is that Biden is using his typical pandering, saying that menthol cigarettes disproportionately affect African-American health. Now, Ugh. even the ACLU is like, whoa, whoa, this policy might be a little, uh, little racist here, Joey. And now, mind you, if the ACLU thinks it's a bad idea, it's a terrible idea. So the ACLU frowns upon it. Tons of people are mad about it. And the kicker is this ban is in response to a 2013 citizens petition brought by public health groups, which are probably 95% non-smokers, suburban white people who think they know what's best for everyone. And ultimately, this is just another continuation of very disastrous policies supported by Mr. Joe Biden, including the drug war, which he told Reagan he thought Reagan was soft on, and the 1994 crime bill, along with now this, along with the also obvious insults to various members of the African-American community when they tell them voter ID laws are racist because they apparently don't know how to go get an ID and all this other nonsense. So long story short, this is bullshit. And all it's going to do is create a very lucrative market for anyone who wants to smuggle menthol cigarettes into the country. That's what I got. Yeah. Well, you know, fired up. So, so you sent me that headline and what was it, like NBC or Yahoo was the article. Yeah. And what yeah. was the headline? It was like, uh, can you have the headline in handy? I got Politico. So it just says FDA readies to plan to bar menthol cigarettes nationwide, but I'll find NBC. Yeah. The one you sent me was something to the effect of like, um, to ban menthol cigarettes to like, help african-american health or something and like my first thought was like okay th that's incredibly racist <laughs> like yeah on every level i mean you're basically saying that number one you're solidifying a stereotype that black people smoke menthols like, right know? so it's like okay um and then second of all you're saying that they can't make their own decisions to manage their own health decisions in their own body <clears throat> so they need the state to step in to be their nanny like it's a toddler that's like sticking a fork in an outlet. Like, yeah, you know this. This is what uh, Thaddeus Russell calls the white savior complex. I don't. He didn't coin the phrase, but he's the only one that I've heard uh, talk about this. Where you have these bourgeois uh, white leftists that think that they can save the world by stepping in and banning right. certain things and and subsidizing other things. And this this is like, I mean, could you imagine if Trump said this? people would justifiably be upset. Like it's just a, it's like offensive and it's, yeah. it's just fucking ridiculous and ineffective it, it, uh, with, you know, that's not even worth saying. Of course it's ineffective for actually trying to save people's lives. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that that headline, I read it like three times when you sent it to me and I was like five years ago, this would have been like a rough draft in an onion article. And they would have been like, Ah, oh, come on, we can't go that far. Like that's kind of racist. Like we might get in trouble for saying this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like and now it's on it's on Yahoo. It's 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 like it's like Joe Biden watched a that Chappelle show skit where they do <laughs> where they give reparations and the guy buys a whole cool cigarettes truck. It's like Biden watched that and he's like, We gotta stop this. Like Yeah, because you know the the blacks, the colors, you know, they like they like the menthols because they because they taste good and it's 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 uh it gives a, a, a fruity kind of flavor like they you know they, back in the neighborhood used to when I when I grew up and worked at that pool they had they had sweet watermelons and they they like they like the different flavors the colors. No, your your Jordan Peterson is much better, but you're working on it. Keep it up. So you know, that's my whole thing here though. Is like 
it's just a continuation of him supporting the most overtly racist policies. And like, it doesn't matter how many African-American people that Joe Biden puts in his administration, it won't change the fact that every policy he has ever supported has ruined African-American families. And mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, cigarettes are not good for you. That's fine. But what do you think this is gonna do? Now, like, it's there's gonna, there's legitimately gonna create a black market for menthol cigarettes. And like even Reason, <laughs> Reason Magazine, which <clears throat> I don't, I'm not always the biggest fan of their work, but they're like, all this is going to do is lead to more confrontations between police officers and African-Americans. <laughs> no shit. Like, hey, here's something that you, if, if is true and the stereotype, their stereotype is real, we're going to take this away from you. And you can't have it anymore for your own yeah. good. Like, I'm a, I mean, like, oh, dude. And the other thing is like, so, and they prioritize like saving black lives over any other race. Like, I mean, Asian people smoke cigarettes and, and you know, Hispanic yeah, people and dude, tons I, of it, people smoke menthol cigarettes. Yeah. It's like, we're, but we just want to save the, the African-American community. And, and it, the whole thing is so racist. Like it's, it's just, incredibly racist. It's but, such gross paternalism too. It's just uh, fuck off. Like the only people that would, if somebody was going to step in and say, Hey, <clears throat> Hey, I don't like uh, this lifestyle trait that you have going on right now. I would listen to a close friend or somebody in my family or that's really about it. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. kind of government edict saying that this is no good for you. I mean, especially if they're, they're targeting a select group, like you're saying that you don't have the willpower nor the, the IQ or knowledge to know that this is not for your own good. It's fucking disgusting. It's, it's really, like, really, it's fucking a personal stupid. choice. If, if yeah. you want to, you know, if you want to smoke cigarettes, smoke cigarettes. You know, every time this shit happens, worse things come about because of it. It's like, uh, like the issues with with the heroin problems, because heroin and now opiates, because they put the restrictions on how many prescriptions you can get for opiates. These people are turning to fentanyl, and then they're dying. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not advocating for the use of of opiates, but like everything that they do that in the name of helping only creates another black market and another issue. Like it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I just, I was very eager to uh, spread the like white pill news of the week that made me very excited. And that was the Oscars. Have you guys heard about the, uh, uh, viewership? the ratings were like cut in half and they've been not, not even five. half. Last year, so if I remember this correctly, they've averaged, it's always over 30 million viewers, like since 2001 or whenever they started televising them, I don't know, but they showed the last like 10 years and it's always above 30 million. Last year, it goes down to 23 million, which maybe you think like, okay, it's COVID and they're not doing it in person. So also people are distracted because it was still the spring when they did it. So, okay, let's say 23 million last year. Eh, Okay, whatever. Maybe that's a one off. This year they were below 10 million. They went from record low 23 million, the lowest ever, to below 10 this mm. year. And, and it's, it's uh, like hmm, fifty regular Yeah, regular people don't like being lectured to by elitist pedophile, you know, creeps who are multimillionaires who play, play pretend for a living about their privilege and their racism and bigotry. That's very I, I can't believe that. Yeah, I was so happy to hear that because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that the go woke get or get woke go broke type thing. It's like the market forces are still a real force. Like people vote with their with their actions and their dollars, and people are tired of it. Like you can't turn on any movie. You go on like Amazon Prime, and it's like all of the categories are like you know black voices, and it's all of this. Everything's about race. It's like if you guys want to end racism, you should start by stop boxing everybody into racial boxes. Like everywhere you go is black, this black, that white, you know, white privilege. And yeah, I think people are fatigued of it and just annoyed and like they want an escape and they can't get an escape anywhere. They can't watch sports without, without an escape or to get an escape. They can't watch movies to get an escape. My wife watches um, that Grey's Anatomy show. It's like some medical show has been forever, but she, she's not even really political, but she had to quit watching. She's been watching it for years, but she said it's so 
like they're doing like George Floyd riots and stuff in the show. And it's all COVID hysteria and masks. And she's like, I just can't watch it anymore. She's like, I just like want to throw the, the remote at the TV when I was watching yeah. it. It's so frustrating. You, you, you watch TV and movies to like shut your brain off. And like, unless it's a Christopher Nolan film, that's a different story. But like, it's an escape. Yeah. It's something you do to, for like entertainment. Like if you wanted a political lecture, you'd turn on Rachel Maddow's dumbass show. Right. Yeah. It's uh. I think people are fatigued and it's, it's encouraging. I mean, I, I really hope that there's a start to be a pushback, especially with the this bullshit CDC thing about how you can go outside without a mask <laughs> if you're vaccinated. And it's like, well, how are you going to tell if we're vaccinated? Is it the honor system or we're going to go with the passports? Like, what, what's it just it's like they want to pretend they, that people are obeying these these orders. Like they have to play along with the charade that they have this like like pulling the strings on every person in society. Like they, 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 no one's doing that. And maybe in like Los Angeles or or downtown Chicago or Portland, they might be doing that. But I don't know. Have you guys been wearing masks outside? No, no. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that was a rhetorical question. No, I, (laughs) I don't wear, I don't wear a mask anywhere. It's not. Yeah. Dude, I live in a farm town. These people aren't, they tried to make people wear masks at, at the local Walmart and they, they, the people literally looked at the lady who was trying to hand out masks and just shook their head and walked in. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> just uh, absolutely powerless to stop it. Speaking of that, that's a great place to, to uh, bring or segue into this video. I'm not sure you guys might've seen it. It's gone super viral the last couple of days. Um, it's a Georgia mother speaking out to her local PTA about masking her kids. And it's, it's brilliant. And it really hit home with me because um, a couple of days before this came out, I actually wrote like a really long email to the superintendent of our school, which I got no response to. Um, and I'll, and I'll read, I'll read that for you guys. But, um, first I just want to show you what she said, cause this is just pure passion. You can just see it. If you watch the video, um, just she's had enough and it's like refreshing to see that there's other people like us. Health. If you truly mean that. You would end the mask requirement tonight. Tonight. This is not March 2020 anymore. We have three vaccines. Every adult in the state of Georgia that wants that vaccine is eligible to get it right now. And every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said, we don't care. You're still going to wear a mask on your face every day, five and six-year-olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight-year-olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. My six-year-old looks at me every month before I come here. and She says, are you going to tell them tonight? Tell them I don't want to wear this anymore. And I say, baby, it's not time to fight that battle yet. I try to explain that there's so many things but it's April 15th, 2021, and it's time. Take these masks off of my child. And I know what I'm going to be met with, but Ms. Taylor, the CDC, we did not vote for people at the CDC. We did elect leaders who do create policy. We elected the five of you. We chose you to make difficult decisions for our children. We chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest and forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. And this has to stop defend our children my six-year-old can't come up here and say this it has to stop take these off of our children fuck yeah sister hell yeah i love her now tyler just saying she said miss taylor that's what i'm saying i love her that's awesome (laughs) no we need more of that you should probably go find her she wasn't she wasn't bad to look at either that was no that that's that's good we need more of that we need actually what we need is parents to literally light masks on fire at the school doorstep burn them yeah yeah we need more freedom milfs more freedom yeah. milfs <laughs> <laughs> it's one word by the way 
Uh, <laughs> like Christy Nome. Christy Nome is a freedom milf. It's true. So, well, on that Maybe topic, I shouldn't I, say that. She's going to be at Freedom Fest, and uh, we are media at that event. So, guess who's not getting an interview? You. <laughs> you called her a. She'd probably. It's flattering. If I was yeah, a, a woman, if I was a middle aged woman, you know, I would think that's like the ultimate compliment. I hope she comes up to you because they got like really good concealed carry laws. And she's like, you're the one that was a little pervert on the podcast, weren't you? And just flashes like a Glock 19. <laughs> you won't, bet you won't say that now, pervert. <laughs> yeah. So so here's the email I sent to the, the superintendent of our school district. And bear with me. It's a, it's a little long winded, but I, I had to say every sentence. I, I had to keep adding to it before I sent it. But um. I know I, this, I sent this uh, over a week ago. I've got no response, um, but I titled it and actually got this from Vin Armani, uh, the episode we had where he said, uh, you know, your children have never seen their teacher smile, which was a great way to put it. So that's that's the subject of the email I put in. I said, my child has never seen their, their teacher smile. So I said, dear school district, please do not take the following message personally. It is not directed to any one person in the district. I respect each and every one of you, and I do not mean to insult anyone. I am just a member of this community who feels compelled to speak up about what I'm witnessing. The pandemic has certainly led us to uncharted territory. Last year, you shut the school down because we had no idea what we were dealing with. This was a responsible decision. It would have been ignorant to not take safety precautions against a novel virus of the caliber we were warned about. However, we now have over a year of data. Here's what we have learned based on objective scientific evidence. First off, not one healthy child anywhere in the world has contracted and perished from COVID-19 without a comorbidity. Second, we have absolutely no scientific evidence to support the argument that asymptomatic children can spread the virus to adults. Third, I can show you graph after graph of states that have mask mandates, states that have no mask mandates, states before they had mandates, and states after. If I asked you to place a pin blindly on the graph of each state before a statewide mask mandate was instituted, it would be a complete random guess. You're literally pinning the tail on the donkey blindfolded. There is absolutely no correlation between mask mandates and case numbers anywhere in the world. This is because cloth and surgical masks are doing absolutely nothing. Like all gases, our breath takes a path of least, re re sorry, least resistance each and every time we inhale and exhale. Think of it like this. If you were to take a draw off of a cigar, place your mask over your mouth while, your, while the smoke remains in your mouth, then exhale a normal breath through your mask, Smoke would pour out behind your mask until your face was completely invisible from the smoke cloud. Unlike a true respirator, cloth and surgical masks have no form-fitting rubber seal or cartridge filters to control or mitigate the air that we breathe. Lastly, even though we have no evidence to support children can even spread it to adults, your staff has now been vaccinated. So what on earth are we doing? Our children are being taught to be afraid of an invisible monster that is statistically proven to have a 0% risk to their health. Also, if the vaccine is effective, your staff is immune now. Yet my children still have to wear an obedience mask from the moment they get on the bus until the moment they get home. Are we raising our children of a community to be objective free thinkers? Or are we raising them to be subservient little order followers who never question authority? This feels less rooted in science to stop a highly contagious disease and more rooted in traumatizing children into obeying state and local authorities. I watch my children leave the house each day to partake in some dystopian George Orwell-like novel. And all of the figures of all figures of authority in her life and community nod and encourage this obedient nonsense. Please end this. <clears throat> the masks on the children are complete theater and optics. Is your district too afraid to be publicly shamed to stand up against this madness? Are you afraid to not push to not move in lock, lockstep with local, state, and federal regulations, which are completely unconstitutional, mind you? Are you afraid of being called out on social media as so-called science deniers, even though the science is overwhelmingly on my side of this debate? We are a small community. We are not inner city Chicago. We have no reason to be living by the same arbitrary and theatrical guidelines as Chicago. Please make this stop. Have we given any thought to the long-term psychological damage this is doing to our children? As I mentioned before, our children are now being taught to fear the air that they breathe. They're also cut off from smiles and other human emotions from staff and students. They are isolated from their friends and taught that if they get too close from their best friend, bad things will happen to you or them. Our buses have added a, a compliance enforcer who points an infrared thermometer into their heads each morning, scolds them if their mask falls below their nose, and scolds them for sitting too close to their friends. This is criminal. This is not based in logic. This is not based in science. This is not based in reality. 
This is based in optics and obedience to authority. Please make it stop. My One of my best friends in life, regards to Chad, our co-host, uh, sat together on the bus when we were in sixth grade. And to this day, we're still lifelong friends. Some of the most valuable relationships in people's lives are formed at these ages on the buses. Please, for the love of God, stop this. We as a community can set an example. We can take a courageous stance and say, we're done. Those who want to put a mask on their child are free to do so. Those who don't, do not. The staff is vaccinated. The science is in. These kids have no business wearing masks or social distancing if they don't want to. Historically, masses of people blindly following top-down government orders have resulted in the most unspeakable tragedies mankind has ever seen. Let's put our town on the right side of history. Let's teach the children of this town that there is nothing courageous or brave about following unconstitutional orders in this country. Let's teach them that there is some nothing free about sacrificing individual freedom for community safety. Let's go back to the old normal. Please, for the love of God, make this stop. Nazi Germany didn't happen from one bad guy making unreasonable demands overnight. It happened from a lot of good people slowly over time following one bad guy who they all believed was benevolent. Please open up an uncensored history book before responding to this and put our town on the right side of history. We need to end this now. I'm happy to organize a petition around it. I'm also happy to share links and graphs and all the resources of the claims I've made. I'm happy to debate the most knowledgeable science teacher you have on staff. Please remember, I do not write this as your opponent or enemy. I write this as a member of the community who wants to align forces with you to take a stance against this unscientific-based nonsense that is traumatizing my children. Let's make a our town a martyr in these times, these historical times. Please, I'm begging you, literally begging you. Thanks. They probably printed that out, filled it with some menthol tobacco, and smoked it. <laughs> Before it's legal. No, I mean, it's, it's very well said, and you're right. But they ain't going to do nothing. They got just, pensions to worry about. An underfunded pension, but a pension. Yeah, it's like if you ever, like when you go to the DMV and you let them have it over some nonsense uh, that you're forced to deal with in their bureaucratic three-hour wait lines. But yeah, it's like you're you're just yelling into the wind. Like these people, there's a one in, I mean, I would say it's, you know, one in a hundred shot that, that somebody at this point, if they're not red-pilled and they don't see things the way they are yet, there's no hope for them. Like the, the battle lines have been drawn. You know what I mean? And it's great. I still say it. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's like. You just muted yourself, Nick. It's it reminds me of uh, the Sam Hyde quote. What's going on? Because it is child abuse. They're abusing and conditioning these children for a number of horrible things. They're going to create very damaged young adults. So basically it reminds me of the Sam Hyde quote, or it was more of a tweet, but it's basically uh, when he says, when we win, do not forget that these people want you broke, dead, your kids raped and brainwashed, and they think it's funny. And that I, I just keep seeing in the last year, so many moments where that quote is applicable I saved it. I saved it on my phone because it's I'm going to recycle it and use it again because like you can say what you want about Sam Hyde, but that quote, tell me that's not what's going on there. I mean, they're conditioning, not just kids. They're doing it to adults. Turn in your neighbor, turn in your neighbor. They're having a cookout. Since when did barbecuing some fucking ribs and steaks and hot dogs and hamburgers become a crime against humanity? Like go fuck yourself, people mm -hmm. like that's I. I can't, like, I, I can't say it enough. I mean, I do kind of feel like what Nick said. I'm just yelling into the void. But, you know, I have had a, a number of people that I haven't talked to in a while, not for any particular reason. You know, I moved away, and I've had people reach out to me and been like, I'm glad you're not, you're willing to take some abuse from these people on social media when you speak out. You know, not on Twitter. My People I interact with on Twitter, very based, very red-pilled. But, uh, you know, like normie shit, like Facebook and Instagram, like I've had some people reach out and be like, okay, I, I thought I was the only one that was questioning this. So yeah. I think there's hope, but the problem is you can't speak up because you either get blocked, deleted, or have to deal with a bunch of clowns attacking you about shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the nail yeah, that stands well, was, up um, gets hammered down. 
I yeah, every once in a while I like to uh, I like to listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast just to get caught and I caught up on the news if I'm burning through my podcasts and I want to hear the news just he's pretty good with like just giving you here's what's happened the last 24 hour news cycle here are the highlights and here's my and here's my opinion on it folks okay um it turns out that this virus isn't deadly to kids and thank God okay folks thank God but uh, anyway he was talking about today how 75 percent of the country of adults now have either had the virus or been vaccinated 75%. And the whole justification for why we can't take the masks off and why we have to keep pushing the vaccination is Fauci is very worried about having a surge, a crazy bad surge when there's 75% of the population has now either had it or been vaccinated. So how are we going to have this crazy surge when those numbers, there's no way it's going to transmit that effectively there it just and even it if you do get even if you get it again your your symptoms will be far lesser than the first time which yeah it's for me for me it would be a sniffle <clears throat> dude Literally. i'm telling you there is no greater threat to individual liberty than the cha-cha sliders i mean they are the the obedient order followers that they those are the people that you can't get through to i mean people that dance to the cha-cha slide who don't feel disgust, shame, or the urge to take a shower afterwards? Those people are dangerous. I yeah, mean, I don't. I don't know if your if your soul, if if a human soul is um, like I don't know if it's just something that exists in another dimension and there is no physical appearance to it or anatomy or anything, or if it's like the movies from the '90s where it's like a clone of you, but you're just a little see-through and you kind of glow. Like I have no idea what your soul looks like, but. If your soul has balls, what happens is the cha-cha slide grabs your soul by the balls and it just squeezes them until it breaks you like torture. And um, that's what all the COVID shit's doing, too. It's just mm -hmm. it's crushing your soul's balls. And so I mean I, that I'm not sure metaphorically or literally. I'm not I'm still working that out. Just hit me. I, you know, I, I would argue, you know, I don't want you guys to hear any pushback on this until it's been tested. But if you go to like a BLM or, or an Antifa riot, like downtown Minneapolis last year or any other weekend throughout the last year, um, and, you know, the, the police can't get the riots under control. If they just busted out some big old loudspeakers and cranked up the cha-cha slide, everybody would step in line and start dancing. They would stop looting, stop burning. They can't. That is their their training. Like that's their that's it's like they, they return. They, they, they like scale back and get calibrated back to zero when that comes on. And these people don't think for themselves. They're all just people that follow other people and they have no free will. So when you have 5,000 people rioting, they're all going to riot. Then one guy hears the cha-cha slide and it's going to be an involuntary subconscious step into line and start dancing because that's what they do. They would all do it. I really think the cha-cha slide is a solution for riot control in a nonviolent way. <laughs> yeah, it, it really could be. You guys remember that show that was on, I don't know if it was Discovery Channel or History um, years back, uh, Brain Games. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Where they talked to, like about human psychology. There was one experiment they did uh, where, I mean, the show the, the show didn't create this experiment. It, it had been done before, but you can repeat it and you get the same results every time where they have a waiting, or a waiting room and like a dentist's office. And they have you know, nine people in there that are all paid actors and then they'll have one genuine patient come in. So they, they think that they're just waiting. Like there's 10 other people here or whatever. And what they'll do is they'll have a, uh, an alarm beep, like just make a beeping sound. And then all of the actors will stand up when it beeps and then it'll beep like three seconds later and they sit back down. And the real person that's on camera looks around just a little puzzled. And then the, beeper goes off again and they sit down again and the, the real person's still sitting there trying to figure it out. And then almost without exception, the third time it beeps, the real person will stand up with the paid actors and then sit down when they sit down. And it's, it's alarming what percentage of the population it is. It's well over 90% of the population will do this. And uh, that is, it's the same thing with the cha-cha slide and the masks and everything else. People don't think for themselves, especially the masses. I mean, it's rare that I think that's why um, if you're going to, I think with libertarians, they're a little more uh, dissentful, if that's the right word by nature. So there's an almost to a fault, right? Where I think a lot of libertarians will uh, not take sound advice. You know, it's like if, uh, if, you know, the governor says, 
don't jump off a bridge, they'll jump off a bridge just because, you know, they're told <laughs> not to, which is fine. I, I say just think for yourself, <clears throat> take your own rational risk assessments. But that's that's what we're dealing with, with the cha-cha slide, with the masks, with everything else. Fucking sliders, man. The sliders are dangerous. So you got to watch out there, for them, man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. Uh, like, there's been a lot of research on it. And I remember Robbie the Fire on his show, like, this might have been like a year ago now, talking about a book that he read, basically that was about, that talked about that. Like, once you get a large enough group of people together, they don't they stop thinking for themselves and it's just, you know, they, the whole group, like if everyone starts breaking shit, you don't like people just stop thinking like, maybe I shouldn't break this. I should leave. No, they're like, guess we're breaking stuff. It's yeah. It's and, animal brain. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do firmly believe that there was some agent provocateurs in some of the largest movements that you've seen whether it's BLM and Tifa or even January 6th, I think that there was people that knew the crowd was big enough and it was riled up enough that all they had to do was do something stupid and everyone would just blindly follow. Because yeah. if, if us, if us mud brains can understand that, what do you think the sociopaths running the show, they understood this years ago, decades. Yeah. yeah. You see it so clearly in kids. Like if you observe children playing, like, mm-hmm. um, like my daughter had one of her friends over not too long ago. And like th- this girl was kind of a wild child. My, my daughter's very well behaved normally, but when she was here, like my daughter wasn't herself. Like she was, they were doing things and she's wacky and just, it was, she's eight, you know? So it's like, it, it, I just kind of observed like, Oh, like when you guys get together, it's like a mob mentality where you start, we start like imitating the other person almost. So it's kind of like, you know, it's something you want to stay away from. I think, you know, well, I'm, I'm 26 yeah. and I still do that with my friends. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, was, I was gonna say like i remember i used to go over to my cousin's house um after like preschool and stuff and i don't know we saw it on a movie with like people giving each other the middle fingers so my cousin and i started to flip each other off all the time and then one day as we were flipping each other off my dad came to pick me up and i flipped my dad off <laughs> well, yeah, how so do you think well, how do you think that ended for me not well <laughs> sore ass. but you Red know ass. yeah like you just especially like young kids, if they think it's like fun or edgy mm-hmm. or, you know, teenagers do it too. Like, you know, you, maybe you're like, I don't know if like drinking's really good. You know, my parents said it's bad, but then you go to a party and nine out of 10 people are drinking. You're going to think very seriously about drinking. Right. And, and, you know, yeah, everyone has that. It's like a real thing that you turn into the five people you hang around the most. That's why it's just critical and important that you pick five good yeah. people to be close in your life. Like pick people that you view as role models. You know, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to follow losers or bad people, you know, but that's what, uh, it, the masters yeah, yeah. guys. And, and that's the thing is it's, it's basically like cult hive mind now. Yeah. Guys, I have, uh, I have one other thing I wanted to discuss on this, this fine podcast of ours. And here's the thing. we, in folklore of mythical creatures, we, we understand the characteristics of things like vampires and demons and, uh, and angels and stuff. But yeah, what we don't really, sorry. I said, I dated a few vampires. Yeah, they're out there. <laughs> okay. But what we don't understand very much of, it's a lot of, a lot of hearsay are, uh, are goblins. And, it hit me after doing a little bit of goblin research that I think that our dear leader, Anthony Fauci might be a goblin. I'll read a quick excerpt from Wikipedia and you tell me if you think this fits the bill says goblins, they are ascribed various and conflicting abilities, temperaments and appearances, depending on the story and country of origin. They are almost always small and grotesque, mischievous and outright malicious, greedy, and especially for gold and jewelry. They often have magical abilities similar to a fairy or demon. Wow. Tell me that's not, tell me that's not Fauci. I hmm. think that's not Fauci because I don't want to be on another list that you keep trying to get me. on. <laughs> okay. Wink, wink. Small and grotesque, mischievous and outright malicious, greedy, especially for gold or jewelry and magical the, abilities. He is the highest paid uh, government bureaucrat, I believe. 
Yeah, and he's he's a weaselly little man. You know what I mean? He's got you could see it. He has like pointy ears that he kind of like rounds out. Like he he can do some magical shape shifting to make his ears <laughs> not be so pointy. And I feel like his eyebrows are actually a little bit like longer. Like he's kind of got like gnarly, and he has like kind of yellowy fangs. I feel like he actually has. Yeah, so that's that's been my theory lately. It's no Johnny Depp being a, a fake person theory. You know, I still got some more proving to do, but um. Alex I'm Jones right. Here, I got a, I got another one I want to share with you guys. That's uh, speaking of the Fouch. Um, yeah, this, this was interesting. This is now this is kind of interesting because this was they're referring to. Um, Let the ad play that way. Uh, we can the the interesting that like whoever poisons interview listen to Dave Smith before talking to Fauci. Um, this episode is brought to you by Walmart. Podcast host Joe. Rogan, you may have heard about that, made comments about young people getting vaccinated. Vaccinated is getting a lot of buzz. He said, if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I say no. If you're a healthy person, you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Saying young, healthy people shouldn't get vaccinated. Just quickly, your response? Well, that's incorrect, Savannah. And the reason why is that you're talking about yourself in a vacuum then. You're worried about yourself getting infected and likelihood that you're not going to get any symptoms. But you can get infected and will get infected if you put yourself at risk. And even if you don't have any symptoms, you're propagating the outbreak because it is likely that you, even if you have no symptoms, that you may inadvertently and innocently then infect someone else who might infect someone who really could have a problem with a severe outcome. So if you want to only worry about yourself and not society, then that's okay. But if you're saying to yourself, even if I get infected, I could do damage to somebody else, even if I have no symptoms at all. And that's the reason why you've got to be careful and get vaccinated. Yeah. So you say young, healthy people should get vaccinated. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Fauci. So a couple things. I can't wait to hear Joe Rogan's response to this because Joe Rogan, um, first of all, I owe a lot you know, personally to Joe Rogan's podcast and platform. I mean, he's he, Joe Rogan is the reason I first got interested in doing jujitsu and wrestling when I was a teenager. Uh, he, I found people like Peter Schiff and Dave Smith and Gavin McInnes and a lot of people on his podcast. And I've learned a ton by kind of like branching out the ripple effect. I really can't undersell. So I'll always be, I'll always have respect for Rogan in that regard. What's been kind of disheartening and disappointing over the last few years is watching him really moderate where it's now become a platform where there still are good shows in there, but it's very guest dependent. Um, but it used to be just open, completely uncensored. They're willing to go out on a limb and talk about controversial things and make some claims, even if they can't completely back them up. Cause it was just guys like smart comedians, with that no interesting people talking shit back and forth long form. And that's what made it so interesting. You felt like you were really sitting down and going down a rabbit hole for three hours. And now it's become this thing where, like we said, there's still, there's still good guests on there that are fun, but it's become so big with so many people watching that I don't blame him for this, but it's like, you almost have to moderate out of necessity, especially because now he has the Spotify deal. And and it's become a platform where people come on to promote some new book they wrote, or if anybody is even mildly famous, they're just obligated to go on Rogan now. And they have the most milk toast conversations. And Joe Rogan's become so big that his guests dare not push back on him. And also he dare not push back on them if they happen to know if they're a specialist in some field. So Rogan will change with the weather like his opinions on the vaccine, on, on economics, on politics all the time. Um, but like, I think, you know, that was from uh, our boy, Dave Smith going on his show that this is where that came from. And when he was on, or when Dave was on, I felt like he was actually being genuine, giving his thoughts on this, where he took a step back. He's just sitting down with Dave who's based for three hours and he just let it rip. So he's not one to back down from something he said very easily. So I'm going to be interested to see how he responds to this. Cause I'm sure it'll come up soon. Yeah. And you know, what's so frustrating about that video is basically Fauci's response is that 
well, even if you're young and you're, you're not in danger of, you know, perishing from this disease, you could give it to someone who's older and vulnerable. It's like, yeah, but they're vaccinated. This is, he said, young people, like what Rogan said is a hundred percent true. If you're young and healthy, you don't need to get vaccinated. If the old and vulnerable person is vaccinated, they can't get the disease, right? Or else the vaccine doesn't work. Which is it? Like, and, you, and remember, remember before the vaccine got rolled out, there was this general atmosphere from the uh, branch COVIDians where if somebody didn't want to wear a mask or if they were skeptical of the vaccine, people, you would see openly online on YouTube comments and on social media posts, Facebook and Twitter. And these people would never get banned or suspended for saying this, but they would openly wish death upon anti-maskers, calling them anti-science. And they hope that they, I hope your grandma, I hope this affects your grandma. I hope you get sick and die from COVID. They would wish horrible things on there. And then if somebody did get COVID, it was like karma. Like they had this really sick and twisted take on what they would hope would happen to people. And it's like, okay, guys, now is your chance for your dream to be a reality. People that don't want the vaccine, you know, according to you, they will literally die from this. And everybody who's on your side who wants the vaccine is going to be safe. So why wouldn't you want this? Because it's not, it's like, they don't just want you to die. They want submission. That is their ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, I found interesting too, was uh, our local, one of our towns locally where, where we grew up. Um, put out an article that my wife showed me the other night and it, it had another little funny, like on a personal level, uh, depth to it because the woman they were quoting was actually my ex-girlfriend's mother who works for like the health department in that town. And obviously my, my wife's not very fond of my ex-girlfriend. So, um, but she's like, Oh, check out the name here. Who's quoting this. But the headline was like, um, something about like, you know, the County rushes to put vaccines in the arms of the citizens but not in the way you'd think or something like that there's something really kind of ambiguous like what so you click on it and it basically it would it, 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 the long and short of it was that they now have more vaccines than they have appointments so they're allowing walk-ins like yeah you've hit critical mass of people who no longer want the vaccine and they're pissed like now just come on in. you don't get to make an appointment just come by we have so many vaccines like come on we, guys we need to get vaccinated everyone's like no like you got those people, all the cha-cha sliders have gone in. Like the rest of us don't do the cha-cha slide. So you're done, but they, they won't have it that way. They won't leave it alone. It's like, they keep going on these campaigns. I was listening to Pandora yesterday. Um, and, and like a, a Michelle Obama comes on and Barack and I are so excited to get our vaccine. And this is why you need to get vaccinated and yada, yada, yada today. It's like an advertisement. I'm like, like what's with this massive media campaign about people's like personal health choices. It, Malice said it best when he said that this is just an opportunity for the weak and cowardly to finally assert their authoritarian dominance over the masses of people who generally aren't scared and live their life how they want. And they're already gearing up. The next vehicle will be climate change. They're already starting, you know, what they're saying, you need to reduce red meat consumption, this and that. It's already starting because they know that people are not really following any of these COVID rules. I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what's the day today? The 27th? It's April 27th, 2021. Maybe the 28th, I don't know. The 28th. And, yeah. And they're just now telling people you can go outside without a mask on? What? If you've been vaccinated, Tyler, <laughs> you're going to get people killed. What the Jesus? Fuck? What? Who's following these rules? And like, I know people that haven't seen their parents in 14 months. The chat sliders. And I'm like, dude, I've seen like I live thousands of miles, like a thousand and some miles away from my dad, and I've seen him multiple times this year. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, no, I get the get the fuck out of here with this. Like, are you like it's insanity. Yeah, so I had a conversation with my dad last night because he's 56. Good health, though. I mean, you know, non-smoker, very physically active, um, good diet and everything, not overweight. But he, uh, you know, I had a talk with him about it. And, and you know, I said, you know, one of my friend of a friend from high school, his, his dad about my dad's age did pass away from COVID. And I, I don't know the backstory. I don't think he was in great health, but it was, it was terrible. And, and I was like, you know, and both his kids are like super lefty. So, like, now they're like, you know, really mad about healthcare and all kinds of stuff. And I, you can't really get in the way of it. It's like a really touchy subject, obviously. But I was talking to my dad and I was like, 
here's the thing. Like, if you did get it and you passed away, he's like, he goes, I would be content. Like, that's my choice. I would rather have it that than put some experimental vaccine in my arm. That's my own choice. Like, he was, they, they can laugh at my funeral. Like, that, I don't, I don't care. He's like, you guys can be at peace. If something happens to me, don't be like, oh, he didn't get the vaccine. It's like, I'm perfectly content. If that's the, if that's what they're going to put on my, if, you know, if that's my time to check out, that's my time. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's how everyone should be. It's it's an individual liberty. Like, I mean, you, you, people can live however they want to live and, and how they can, uh, you know, make the decisions that, that best suit them and their family. Right. That's how it always has been and how it always should be. So I want to I want to share then um, in the after this last weekend's phenomenal UFC event. Uh UFC president Dan White had something to say to the media about how people in the in the state of Florida where they hosted the event with fans, sold out crowd, how how the hey, UFC yeah. handled it. <clears throat> Real quick, that was really encouraging to see the UFC do that finally. I think they weren't the first. I think the Texas Rangers were the first ones to actually do it. The video's jigging. Okay. Long run. Sorry. Okay. No worries. But yeah, so, well, that event though, um, so I saw like some high profile celebrities like Tom Brady and Tim Tebow were there and some other bucks. Um, Based. Yeah. So it's like, number one, like, I, I mean, I don't watch NFL anymore. I haven't in a long time, but I, I got like incredible respect for Tom Brady, not only as just the greatest quarterback that's ever lived, but um, just the fact that he's not afraid. Like he's got everything he wants out of life. Like he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do these social games and try to virtue signal to people. And Tom Brady not only has fuck you money, but he has fuck you status. Yeah. 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 And he got vilified for not wearing a mask around his kids at the Super Bowl celebration. And he's like, they're my kids. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like he's like, shut up. Yeah. So it's, um, it's encouraging. And yeah, I know uh, I read an article where Dana White said like, you know, they had that many viewers, 15,000 or whatever it's time to go back to normal. He's like, nobody was yeah. wearing masks. Like it was the minority yeah. to get a mask on. So he's, that's what he said. And he's like, he's like, I look around the state of Florida and he's like, the people here sure seem a lot happier than they are in some of these other States. Yeah, no, I think so. it's incredibly encouraging. I think, you know, hope we can start a trend, you know, I mean, that's what we need. We need more people that are willing to give their balls a tug and actually disobey and break from the cathedral narrative. I mean, yeah. God bless Dana White and the UFC for doing this. I think I was saying before, I don't think that the UFC was the first to have in-person attendance anymore. Um, I mean, fully packed, right? Because the Super Bowl had, we have 5,000 fully vaccinated frontline healthcare workers in attendance. But uh, the Texas Rangers were, you know, their yeah, opening day. Mm -hmm. They had no masks, masks on. They were, you know, throwing peanuts everywhere and slamming beers and giving people high fives. And those people were having so much fun. And it's like there, there was no surge after the game for two weeks after. And I mean, they've been doing this the entire time, Texas, Mississippi, Florida, they have not had surges since opening up, even though the media has repeatedly said they're having, this is a, a an experiment in human sacrifice that it's going to be a bloodbath. None of this shit comes true. People are going back to their normal lives and the data is showing that they're completely vindicated in doing so. And they won't even like the, the, the COVID regime will not even address how their narrative doesn't work. Like your hypothesis is broken. You fuck face deal with it. They won't deal with it. So good on Dana white and uh, you know, Texas Rangers for going back to normal. Yeah. What does that tell you the, though? Like, wait, the UFC was the first sport back. They just they yeah didn't yeah they fans, were yeah. but they they were the first ones back. Like I think he actually sat down with Trump and was like, "Here's how we're gonna do this. Is it? Are you are you good with this, or do we need additional measures?" And then they went through with it. They're the first sport back. Yeah, but what, what, Sorry, what, does, it, what does it? No problem. What does it tell you though that they don't want to celebrate the fact that there wasn't a spike in cases after these like the the Rangers game and the UFC event? Shouldn't we be celebrating that and be like, guys? Check this out. Look at this data. Like this, people aren't these weren't super spreader events. Like maybe we can start doing more of this. They want to go the other way and be like, no, 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 no. We're gonna do this shit forever. You guys don't understand. We want to set this new norm and all this shit. Like they're actively trying to stop us from going back to normal life. And I find it incredibly alarming. 
Because they're yeah, losing well, their power. Exactly. I was going to say it's kind of the Occam's razor thing where my the way my kind of rule of thumb for if I hear a conspiracy theory, it's like, okay, why wouldn't they do this? Or, and if you were in their position, would you do it? So when it comes to Fauci not wanting to lose his status, it's like, okay, if COVID is over, then he's not he's not, you know, God King Overlord. Emperor Fauci anymore. Yeah, he's he loses his status as somebody relevant. I mean, he could still he's gonna be set for the rest of his life with his, you know, highest paid public employee and and ridiculous pension for the rest of his life. And he can write a best selling book and he could do TV and podcast the rest of his life and be a hero, but he doesn't want to give up that control of actually influencing people right now. So it's like, what's more likely? Do you think that we are truly not over the hill and COVID's not in the rear view yet? Or do you think that the people in power that are imposing all these rules don't want to give up that power? And why is the second option that I just listed the latter? Why wouldn't that be the case? We, mm -hmm. we have, we know enough about the human condition that we know that people do not like to relinquish power. They, they don't do it very well. So <clears throat> Gretchen Whitmer. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, it's like, come on, man. Um, it's just, it's obvious. And yeah. people, they resent other people when they see people happy at a baseball game, eating hot dogs and, you know, they seeing their friends. Oh, they hate it. They hate mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And, I mean, um, maybe Fauci will listen to this episode and he'll, I'll plant the seed of the idea where he'll be like, that's it. I don't need to do this anymore. I could just go make an instructional group dance song to play in all public schools and weddings for the next 20 to 40 years. Maybe. Could work. We'll, uh, we'll know we made it when they're that lady from Good Morning America or whatever is asking Fauci about what we said. Listen, Nick Paul does a, an impression of me, and if you ask me, it sounds more anti-Semitic than it does like the Fauci, and I find it highly offensive. And he's not wearing a mask, and they're using Streamyard and not Zoom. I am a man of Zoom and masks, not StreamYard and raw dogging with your face on your webcam. <laughs> okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, Nick, speaking of impressions, you've blue balled our audience like six times about your Jordan Peterson prank calls. Anyway, well, you know, these things, I've had to take some time off. I had to go to Russia and do a little rehab, and well... It's not easy doing the Jordan Peterson impression. You know, even right now, it's I haven't done it in bloody months, and I'm trying to find the right inflections. And these things don't just come along easily. Sometimes good things you have to wait for to develop and to blossom. See, right. I started losing it at the end there. <clears throat> Can we promise a prank phone call next week? Hey, maybe we'll give the auto parts store a call and find out if they've got the bloody parts I need to fix my Ford Taurus. I think you should call the health department. Hey, well, I want to tell you about this mythical character from our modern mythology called Pinocchio and what would happen every time he told a bloody lie. <laughs> See, I'm not, that's not good. My, my, that's not a very good Peterson. I was on the spot. You have to get a same thing with doing the Obama impression. You have to get a certain amount of phlegm in the back of your throat. See, where you do folks like Barack Obama and you have to get the right amount of phlegm. So, Folks like me can do that impression properly. So that's, <laughs> is that okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I forgot so, how good your Obama was. Uh, <laughs> when I, it's, been so it, it's been quite a few years since I've done my Barack Obama, and uh, I need some material to work with. Now, we could try calling the local health department, and I could tell the folks at Byer, or, uh, the, the school district that you wrote the, the email to, Maybe they would take some advice from a prominent leader in our current administration. Give it a shot. <laughs> so. Oh my God. How funny would that be if it actually worked? You see the local <laughs> newspaper like Barack Obama called said, we got to stop wearing masks. An unlikely alliance of Barack Obama and Jordan Peterson, both like doing a, a phone conference with somebody like, <laughs> well, okay, if both these, both these giant, you know, figures in our culture that disagree on so much are coming together. This they, the message must be really powerful. It's going to resonate with people. Well, you know what's actually more batshit crazy than that scenario and is real is that 
Caitlyn Jenner might unseat Newsome. <laughs> I just say to that, I might just say to that, send it. Why Dude, not I, send it? I say, why not? Let's make this shit <laughs> as wacky comedy movie uh, idiocracy as we possibly can. Like, I, I think it's hilarious. And like, <laughs> it feels like, like right now, Tyler. Tyler will agree with this right now. It feels like we are, we're probably going through like the writers of our simulation are going through what the writers of game of Thrones went in season six and seven of game of Thrones, where it was, it was like good and interesting. And then they just started throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. And they just didn't give a shit. They had senioritis the last two seasons where they were just taking drags off a cigarette. Like fuck it. They're just making decisions like that's that's what our current writers with the simulation are doing, where they're like Trump president fucking, I don't know, virus, uh, crazy bullshit, masks on kids, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, formerly Bruce, transgender governor of California. Yep. Like they're just they're just like mix and matching different historical events. Well, here's the thing, through. though, where it gets really real. It's like, number one. Kate, uh, she, I don't, I, I get so bad at these things. How to say it's ma'am, yeah, it's ma'am. The brave one is like the the Elvis Presley of trannies. Can I say tranny? I said tranny, so I'm saying tranny. Of, it's just, um, a, so it's just a short. It's like transmission, trans, yeah. tranny, transgender, well, tranny. I mean, you like that's the king, like queen of trannies. So it's like how it, in Los Angeles and San Francisco going to grapple with that. But Caitlin is anti-lockdown. Like it's, it's gonna, they're gonna short circuit. Like I'm really curious to see how this plays out. I've been giving. It a little I think bit of as thought. a Republican, as a Republican too. Yeah, if they're gonna, short, you can't vote against the tranny, like the most famous. It's, it's like I said, the Elvis Presley, the greatest, the king, queen. I keep. I, I'm really bad at this. This whole pronoun game. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean, you don't need I, to be good at the pronoun game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually so cool dangerous. to be bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's there's too many. You can't you can't possibly remember them all. Yeah, I don't even think people in the community can remember them all. No, not at all. But so, um, like if you're gonna be an asshole, just you might as well just do it out of not knowing it all versus actually trying. To <laughs> just it's not even like you're trying to be offensive. It's like uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't give a shit about all that stuff. This, that's not me, man. No, this um, is like yeah, exactly. This is probably but, like it, you know, hate speech that might be put in prison for five years from now from saying this. Oh, could you imagine Fauci listening to this? Like, not only that, but that little bastard also called me a goblin. He implied <laughs> that it was a goblin. And that is highly offensive. <laughs> yeah. um, he sounds I like that designation. It was actually, I heard it from Tim Dillon recently, and I'm like, my God, that's what these people are. They're goblins. Well, we lost Tyler, but we... Oh, We're rapping anyway, right? Yeah, so I, I guess I'm not going to say my last sentence because I really think it could legitimately get me in trouble with hate speech. You know, it's just a genuine uh, analogy, but I'm not going to even gonna go that way. Oh, Tyler's back, so maybe I will. So... <laughs> Had uh, just, some technical difficulties. So um, I was going to say, like, the, the whole thing I get really weird. It's like when you got to call him a she when, like, he was a, a male Olympic, like, gold medalist. You know, so I, I'm not good at that whole thing. I know it's like dead naming all that and you can't say it. But it's like if somebody painted zebra stripes on a horse and you want me to call it a zebra. I'm just like, I mean, OK, but OK. I mean, I guess this is as far as I'm going to go with the analogy. But I I don't get it. I just don't get the whole thing. But that might get me put in a gulag. I don't know. It's all right. We'll lose. Yeah. Good cooking. I don't so know. you know what? Follow us on Twitter at Paul's to the Walls with a Z. Follow me on Twitter at Schlitz underscore Beer until I get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> and uh, Freedom Fest, July twenty first through twenty fourth, in uh, Freedom Milf Country, out in yep. South Dakota. So yep, and we uh, be able to move. anyone that's going to be down there, come say hello. Hell yeah! Um, and you know what we really need to do is create the Freedom Milf movement because right now it's like really just kind of Christy Gnome and yeah, I don't even know if you could put Sarah Palin in there. The one mom from Georgia. She doesn't. That that mom from Georgia for sure. Oh, there's lots of. I mean, we need more figureheads of the Freedom Milf movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
yeah, we, we can get that started. I don't, I don't know how many we got listening, but if you're a, if you're a Freedom Milf and you're listening, let's uh, you know send us an email. And we'll get organizing. If, we'll if just take your word for it too. If, We're not gonna. Uh, one of our five female listeners happens to be a Freedom <laughs> Milf. That'd be something. Yeah, and also we'll we'll take your word for it. We're not going to sexually assess you. That would be inappropriate. So we'll just Quite. you get to be in the club. Just just tell us you are, and we'll we'll take it. And yeah, yeah, that, that works just fine. Just a, it's, it's a grassroots movement. Yes. We're going to make it happen. Um, guys, yeah. please rate and review the show over at iTunes. You guys have not been listening. I, I keep telling you every episode and I get like one or two reviews. Like, come on. Five star. I'm going to leave a four star. Don't be that guy. We're not going down that road again. Yeah. But You need to name that guy. I know. I've been trying. I'm waiting. For, I, I keep checking like every couple of days. Like, did he go back and upgrade it to a five? Did he leave me a statement why I didn't get a perfect five? But <laughs> what if he just says F you? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I don't know. He's, he's gonna drop it to a three star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, yeah. Freedom Fest, iTunes, Freedom MILFs. Peace. Peace.